Thanksgiving. How many meals did you eat? Too many. Thanksgiving Day, you got to have the big meal, big turkey. Well, in my family, the tradition is always the day after. With six boys, as they started getting married, my dad said, okay, the girls can have Thanksgiving Day, but I want the day after. So that's Friday. But sometimes you even have to do one on Saturday. I've had three big meals. Why do we have to do these kind of things? You meet with the family that you really don't... I mean, they bring the little kids. The three-year-old, the five-year-old boys just running. They won't stop. They just go everywhere. And then the, the giggling little girl, ah, and then she'll squeal. And then there's the conversation around the table. I was, inst- I was instructed not to talk about religion or politics in my family. Of course, that wasn't always held to the rules. <sighs> Got to deal with those family issues. And then thinking about Christmas is already here. I mean, who knew it would come in December this year? <laughs> and there's just so many things, the calendar Looks like it's clear for December, but wait, it's going to fill up. You're going to have to go to all these other places that you really don't care about. You're going to have to buy gifts for these people you really don't care about. And it is, things are going, you know, this holiday season, why do we have to have this? And that's kind of hard for me to do, to moan and groan like that, because that's not what I'm used to. But when you think about it, could you do that? Let me, let me ask you. What could you complain about right now? Don't tell me. But you got something? It didn't take long to think about, did it? There's plenty of stuff to complain about. No, I had a great time with my families, all of them. It was good. Uh, we had, I enjoyed every bit of the food I ate. I don't regret a bit of it. This week it's going to be different, I'm sure, but uh, got to get back on that diet. But but it was good. It had a great time. But if you think about your life, and if you think about it in a negative way, you probably could come up with a long list of things to complain about, couldn't you? Yeah, it's pretty easy to complain about things. Even for those of us that are fairly pessim- optimistic all the time, um, there are things that we can complain about. And don't get me wrong, there are times that we do need to complain. There are things that need to be complained about at the right time with the right people. It needs to be vented sometimes. You just have to vent, but make sure who you're venting to. That it's, it's, so, okay, but those are controlled times. So if there's enough to complain about, let's think of the other side of it. Is there enough to be thankful for? Is there enough to be positive about? Could you think about that? Think about it now. What is something that you could really be excited about? You have something on that side too? I hope so. So if we've got things that we can complain about, things that we can be happy about, when it comes to to how we live our lives and how we communicate with other people and how we just go about our daily activities, which do we choose? Because it is a choice. 
you realize it, it is a choice, don't you? If you've got plenty of stuff to complain about and plenty of stuff to be glad about, well, how do you decide which one to go? Well, it's a choice. And so that's what we're faced with this morning. How do we choose to be positive about things? Well, we took the last four weeks to talk about how good God is. Four weeks to, to delve into the goodness of God. And, and that's really not enough. We just covered four different areas about the goodness of God. We talked about tasting and seeing that God is good. To consume Him. To, to really dive in and to get all that we can out of God. And if we can do that, we'll really see how good He is because we'll experience His forgiveness. And it's a forgiveness without guilt. Forgiveness without guilt. Some people live with guilt and they keep bringing that back and they'll forgive you, but they won't let you forget it. You know those guys. But God is a God who says, what are you talking about? I've forgiven you. There's no need to have that guilt. And then we talked about the grace that he can give. Grace that brings joy in our life. Joy in the midst of the struggle. Joy that, that God gives us when we think there is no joy, but... It's a, it's a kind of joy that the world just doesn't understand. And then we talked about how God provides for us. God gives us everything. We can think about the big things, but sometimes we neglect the little things. Donnie talked about taking for granted all the little things that God has given us and takes care of us with. So for the last four weeks, Donnie's done a great job of telling us how good God is. And what have you done with it? How do we respond to something like that? How do we respond to the goodness of God? What should be our response? Well, I want to read a passage of Scripture out of Luke. It's an incident that happened with Jesus as he was going about his business. Jesus traveled from town to town, and as he did, he was going somewhere, but usually along the way, something happened. And this happened in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 17. So if you've got your Bibles... Get to that passage, Luke 17. We'll have it on the screen for those of you who don't have it. But as I read this, think about how good God is and what should be our response. Luke 17, starting with verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. And lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Hold on to that right there. The one that came back was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. I've always wondered about this story that after this one came back, what happened to the other nine? We don't hear about them at all. Did they go and show themselves to the priest? They realized they were cleansed, went about their business, but one day it came back. 
Or maybe as he came back and Jesus spoke these words to him, that your faith has made you well, maybe the others all got the leprosy again. I don't think that's what happened. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. I can't point to you in the scriptures, but what I know about God is, is those ten people that were healed, they stayed healed. God did for all ten the same, not based on how they were going to respond. But one chose to respond in a thankful, praising way. And which one was it? We didn't know who these were. He was on the border. Jesus was on the border between Galilee and Samaria. And, and those two places didn't get along too well. Samaria, um, they were half-breeds, half-Jews, half-Gentile. They intermarried and, and were looked down upon. Um, so they weren't the true Jews that were following Jesus and, and learning from this rabbi. But this Samaritan was intermingled probably with some other Jews because they had leprosy. And, and sometimes... Um, crises and illnesses and bad things that go on put us in groups that we don't normally go with. And so this group of ten lepers, we don't know how they were made up of, but my guess is the way Jesus was talking about it, that they were Jews along with this Samaritan. But where were they? Their choice to respond was just to go on their way. Not to come back. They knew enough to ask Jesus for healing, but then that was it. It was the Samaritan. So God is good. But God is good to everybody. He's not good just to Freedom Fellowship. He's not good just to Christians. He's good to everybody. God's provisions and what we talked about in Genesis was for the whole world, not just for the chosen Jews. It was for everyone. So God's goodness is not defined by any race, by any group, by any religion. God is good to everyone. But how do we respond? How should Christians respond? Because if the world knows that we are touting that God is good, and yet we're not praising Him for His goodness and telling others... That, that doesn't compute a lot of times. It's not going to help them understand, okay, you say God is good, but you're, you don't seem too happy about it. I mean, you're just telling me information. No, there are ways that we can respond. And the more we know about the greatness of God, the more we know about how good he is, and, and when we do studies like we've done in the last four weeks, and Donnie's helped us to understand how good God is, the greater our understanding, the greater our praise ought to be. Psalm 106, verse 1 and 2. It's not on the screen. I'm just going to read it to you. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare His praise? Who can do that? The one who understands how good God is. So if you've been here, you've listened to these studies, you know it. And the greater your understanding, the greater your praise ought to be. So our response, how do we respond to it? We respond with thanksgiving, giving praise to God. If you do a search on your, well, these new technologies that we have in our iPhones and Androids are so great. If you've got the U version Bible on there and you do a search for give thanks, 
you'll come up with over a hundred different scriptures that talk about giving thanks. Most of them are giving thanks to God and about God. The first one that comes up on my screen when I did the search was 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, how difficult is that? But that's what he's telling us to do. But it doesn't stop there. Listen to what this says. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You want to be in the will of God? Well, give thanks. But not just give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. You can do that if you understand truly how good God is. So that's what we should do. But the list goes on and on. We give thanks to you, God. We give thanks. Um, I do not cease to give thanks for you. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. Give thanks to his holy name. Scripture after scripture, especially in the Psalms, talking about how good God is and how we ought to give thanks to his name. Well, I want to look at one particular psalm. Out of all of those, I tried to find one that helped us, um, that might help us go through what we've done the last four weeks and understand what our response should be. And Psalm 66 is the one I landed on. So if you've got your scriptures now before you, turn to Psalm 66. Psalm 66, I'm not going to read the whole passage, we're going to pull out different sections of it and find out what our response should be to God's goodness. Psalm 66, verse 1 says, Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. That last scripture, leave that up a minute there. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. Every week as we go out, we ought to be inviting people to come back to our church. And not just so we can have numbers at our church, but so that they can come and see what God has done. It ought to be a time when we're telling people about how great God is. And because of what's happened here on Sunday and our closeness to God and having an experience with Him, that we go out and we want other people to experience it. And so we say, come and see what God has done. It's that taste and see that Donnie was talking about. We want people to understand this. And, and one of the ways that they can is through worship. And maybe they don't understand what worship is, but when they see you worshiping, and they understand how important it is to you, and they see what a difference it is in your life, then, then maybe they'll want to be interested in it. If you have a favorite dish, something that's really good, and you want to, want to share it with somebody, what you usually do is tell them about how good it is. You, you, you say, here, taste it and see. You, all this stuff that's in here, you want to see it. And that's what our lives ought to be like with our experience with God. We know how good it is. Let's let other people. And so the invitation every week, come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. Let that be our invitation for people to come here. Then I'm going to skip to verse 8. It says, bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. 
Who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip? For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us to a place of abundance. The tone of the psalm turned a little bit, didn't it? Talking about the greatness of God, come and see how good he is. And then it starts going back through of the struggles that this psalmist has had. The tough times in his life. The floods that have come. The crushing burden on our backs. And, and I struggle with the scripture that says, you brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. He's talking to God and saying, you did this. You allowed this. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet, yet you have brought us to a place of abundance. Donnie asked the question, if God is so good, why is there so much evil in the world? But I like the way he turned it and said, if we're so evil, why is God so good to us? God is good to us, even in the trying times of our life, the struggles that we go through. So when I ask you, can you tell me about how good God is, and can you give testimony this morning about it? Some of you may be thinking, I don't know, because I've gone through some trying times. I've gone through some hard times. I'm in the midst of it right now. But Scripture said to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. I understand how difficult that is. And I can't give you an answer as to how you're supposed to do that. Again, I believe it's a choice. It's a choice. In the midst of it, in the heat of it, sometimes it's hard to see that. And that may not be the time you're able to make the choice. But there's going to come a time when you will be able to make the choice of what you do with that situation. And it's not going to be an easy choice. Sometimes it's a forced choice. Some it's just acting out to do that. But as you do, it becomes easier to do. Some people say that time heals. Well, I don't know if it heals, but it does help. And as time passes, it's easier to look back on that and realize how good God was to you in the midst of that. I know what it's like to struggle through infertility. I know what it's like to lose somebody too early in life. I know what it's like to lose your dream job. I know what it's like to be betrayed by friends. I know the hurt that comes from living this life. Because this ain't all there is. There's more. We're looking to a better place. But while we're here... In the meantime, it is a mean time. But as I look back at those times, those struggles, and I, I try to determine what good came out of that. What was the purpose of it? Sometimes I don't find it. I don't see it. But what I do see is that 
God was real to me at those times. That even in the toughest times, in my arguing with God, He was there to listen to me argue to Him. When I needed somebody more than God, because I needed somebody with flesh on Him, I needed that closeness, there were those that He put there with me. When I needed someone just to listen to me, because I had so much that I couldn't say to anybody else, there was someone that God was put there for me to be able to talk to. When I look about the times when I've grown, I hate to admit it, but the times I've grown the most, most in my faith in God, when I felt stronger because of something, it was through those troubling times. I don't want that. I'd rather say, God, can't you do this in a good way? Sometimes it it doesn't happen any other way. But I can look back and say how how good God was to me. God is good in all my circumstances. Sometimes it is just a choice. One of the toughest times that, that I went through, that there was a song that God put into our life. It was a tough time for my family. But music has always meant something to us. The scriptures have been great. God's closeness is is felt during those times. But sometimes it's music that you find the answer in. And there was a song, Blessed Be Your Name. And I'll say blessed because that's the way they sang it. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, when when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness comes in, Lord, still I will say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me. When the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, blessed be the name of the Lord. You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. God is good. And there are times we can rejoice and talk about all the good times and spend a lot of time doing that past couple of days. But even when the tough times come, There are those times we can say, blessed be the name of the Lord. He is good. I warned you I was going to ask you to give testimony this morning. Last week I told you to do some homework. And I hope you took time with your family to talk about those goodness. But now as a family, I'd like for us to talk. I'd like for us to to talk about the good things God has done. So I'm going to ask some questions. Have you tasted and seen? Do you know God is good? Have you experienced forgiveness and left the guilt behind? Do you know the grace of God and the joy that comes with it? How has God provided for you? Questions that I want you to answer now. 
I want you to think about, and we're going to share. Jonathan's going to have a microphone because we want everybody to hear. So he's going to come, and uh, we'll work this side first. So if you have something that you want to give thanks to God about, you know, you've had a little bit of time to think about it, but now that it's here, I want you to get the courage up to do it, all right? So if you have a praise offering that you want to give, something that, thank, that you're thankful for, something that uh, you know that how God is good and you want to tell us all about it this morning, just a few sentences is all, all we need. But to hear God's praises, responding to Him. We've talked about how good God is. Now, what is our response? Our response is praise and thanksgiving. So let's praise him this morning. Okay, anyone over here, Jonathan will come to you, and we'll let you do it. And anybody who's been in my life group knows that I'm comfortable with silence, and I'll wait till it comes up. And if I, after a certain amount of time, I may start calling on you. There we go, Jonathan, over here. I'd just like to say that I'm awful thankful for a family and a healthy family. Um, a lot of times you take getting up and taking care of yourself for granted and as a given, and that's not always the way things go. Sometimes they give us and sometimes they take us away. Exactly right. Be, help, be thankful for our health. Don't take that for granted. Jonathan, somewhere in the back. God's goodness um, many ways. Praise the Lord. And I just want to give thanks for the opportunity to experience forgiveness in my life um, and restoration. And just um, I want to thank God for the ability to really understand how much he loves me. Good. The world doesn't understand that, and that's what they need to hear. Somebody else over here. Well, the song we sang earlier about Christ alone, I mean, if there's nothing else, we've got, I've got Jesus in my heart, which is, a, I mean, even if you lose family or job or security or whatever, as long as you've got Christ, and I just want to thank him for that, and also for bringing me to this church, it's been a real blessing, I was able to go to the women's retreat last weekend, and that was a joy, and um, he's just doing so much in my life, and he's he is good all the time. And I just th- I'm thankful and grateful that I have him in my life. That's great to hear. Thank you. There are a lot of church signs that I don't always like what's put on it. And this one, I don't know why they choose to, chose to do that, but it it said, "Autumn leaves, Jesus stays." It's kind of corny, but it's true. When everything else is go, we have Jesus. So we're not going to put that on the sign if we have it. So don't worry about that. <laughs> Anybody else over here? All right, Jonathan's walking forward. Anybody catching right here? All right. We'll move to this side. We'll work the front first. Anybody over here? Uh, Let's hear from these young people. Y'all got a lot of stuff going on. Okay, Gary, we'll go back now. Uh, thankful, uh, you know, for all the good food we had this past week, and uh, thankful I have a couple expansion holes left in my belt. <laughs> thankful I had to use one of them. So, um, uh, no, truly, I'm thankful for my family that is saved at this point. 
but even more thankful that for those who aren't where we are and want them to be, there's a way back for them. So I'm sure you thank you. All right. Anybody else here towards the front? A little further back. Anybody else? Let's hear Johnson come this way. Hickory Smoke Barbecue Buffet. <laughs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> My wife's homemade pecan pie. All right. I love good pecan pie. It's good to know who can make it. Pecan pie. <laughs> anybody else? We'll let him walk back if anybody else needs it. I'm thankful for nine years of sobriety, which at one time I would have never thought would have happened. I'm thankful that um, God took me out of the life that I was in. He saved me, loved me that much, saved me, and changed my family forever. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? We'll come back over here if anybody. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. God is good. And we need to be talking about it. We need to be telling people. Otherwise, we might as well go to heaven. It's what he's left us here for. There's a purpose for us. His will is for us to give thanks in all circumstances. And the reason we do that is so that the world can see that. We've got to be more open with those kind of things or else the world's going to wonder, what's the difference? Why should I bother? There are less people in the world today that are concerned about religion or even would consider Christianity than even just a few years ago. And why? It's because we're, we're not tempting them with it. We're not showing them how good it can be. We're not letting the aroma fill their, their area that, so that, you know, when you go home and you have a good, something good cooking, you smell it, you know it, you're going to be drawn to it. There needs to be a sweet aroma about the life of Christ within our lives so that people can really look and say, yeah, there is something different. And not just wonder, but they know because we told them. Come and see how good God is. Let's sing praises to the Lord, for He is good. I've got one more psalm of thanksgiving. Psalm 67. God is good, and our response to Him should be one of, one of praise and thanksgiving. So as I'm reading this, I'm going to ask the band to come on up. And the response this morning may be that, that you need to stop and thank Him specifically for something He's done for you. You've gone through this whole Thanksgiving season, and you... You've done all the festivities, you've gone to the different places, but you really haven't stopped to thank God in a specific way. Maybe you did share around the table what you're thankful for, but I want you to get serious with God and what He wants to do for you. And when He does something, to be specific enough to thank Him for it. Not to walk away as if nothing ever happened and live your life. Nine lepers did that. One came back and he was a Samaritan. 
Maybe we can learn something from that foreigner and be thankful for what God has done. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Father, thank you for what you've done. We know you are good. Help us to make that choice this morning to respond in praise and thankfulness to you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.